What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO. I love the fact that y'all checking out the People's Party and showing us a lot of love. You know what we do? We bringing you all the live guests. We bringing you the best podcast on the internet. Just make sure you subscribe and leave a review. People's Party, Talib Kweli. Let's go. How you doing, party people? My name is Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO, the Little Lebowski Urban Achiever. I'm here with my people's Jasmine Lee. Give it up for Jasmine Lee in the house. My Yay! wonderful That's Yay! Right. How you doing, Jasmine? I'm swell. I like all that stuff in your hair. Oh, I know. I'm like an alien over here. It's cool. Yeah, it's like very, I'm getting Barbara, Barbarella vibes over Whoever, here. Yes. Today on the People's Party, we have a friend of mine. As usual. <laughs> There's a filmmaker, an actor, not just a businessman, but a business man. man. You may know him as Curtis on Blackish. You may know him as Bobby on The Last OG. Or you may know him just from his apps and his IG where he's running around like a goddamn maniac. Give it up for my homie, my stromy, Alan Maldonado. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Hell of an intro. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling good. Put the guns away, sir. Thank you, hey man. Hey, I'm I'm on. You know what my favorite thing about hanging out with you? Like this. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's like it's like a surprise. I don't know what color your hair gonna be. I mean, I figured out. I figured myself out in life, man. And in Spain, I give it to Spain because Spain was life changing for me. Uh, my first time in Europe. Yeah, I just got back this summer. I was out there the whole summer. Oh. And I, I discovered something about myself. And uh-huh. is that uh, I am consistently inconsistent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever you see me, it's going to be something different. And mm-hmm. that's just me. Okay. So I've discovered that, yeah. That's a good way to be. Hey, man. Hey, man. So you have... All right, so I don't even know where to start because you have so many things going on mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Can you run down your priority projects right now Ooh, ah man i i mean that's the that's the, the crazy thing about it like i was i was sharing with the ladies upstairs is mm-hmm. that like i try to take over the world in a day mm-hmm. so uh i'm learning patience i'm learning <laughs> uh to to really cope with that but i have so many things it just it's divisions more than anything like uh-huh. uh, as far as Al- alan as the actor okay um Everything from I got a movie with Jamie Foxx called mm-hmm. Power coming out. I got okay. a cartoon called My In at Three with okay. Netflix. Uh, I have another uh, TV show that I'm starring in called Sneakerheads. Mm. Um, what's some other stuff? And I got some other shows that I'll be doing cameos in. Um, it's crazy. I can't even remember some of the names. It's been so busy. Um, <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah, like really. Like, I, I, I ain't flexing. <laughs> but I'm flexing. <laughs> I ain't flexing. But yeah, I got some like some cartoon stuff coming okay. out. That I, just, I did the Ninja Turtles, which was like oh, okay. super cool. cool. Like, like okay. I was a Michelangelo Raphael fan since okay. I was six. I had all the characters. My grandma in New York used to mail them every Christmas. I used to get like 20 of them things. So mm. to do the cartoon was, uh, man, a dream come true. I'm doing that. Then I got another cartoon called uh, Lane of Avalar. I'm in as well. So I got, like, that is just acting. That's just acting. When it comes to my music company, uh, Get It Done Music, like, I'm proud to say that uh, we're TV and uh, film placement company, mm-hmm. and we're partnered with basically every major publishing company in the world. 
Okay. Um, we just did that this summer. Uh, very excited. We completed 60 albums this year and on, on route to do 100. Um, okay. We just secured our first uh, music supervisor for a film okay. through the comedy. Uh, okay. And we're getting placements every day. Like, is that 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 thing has just exploded to a whole nother level in the past year, um, which I'm very, very proud of on on, on that. Um, there's my philanthropy stuff, Demo Nerds, the kids I teach, foster mm-hmm. kids, and that rich youth uh, acting and film. Yeah, tell us more oh, about that. Awesome. Um, well, we, I've been doing it in Watts. I've been doing Watts for the past, like, eight years. I haven't this And where'd past, you grow up? I grew up in Rialto, California. Okay. Yeah, which is like an hour outside of L.A. Okay. Now, I was born in Bellflower and grew up in Compton until I was seven. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I moved to Rialto. Okay. And that's where, you know, my maturation and that's where I grew up at. Right. You know, so a lot of times people are like, oh, but you from Cotton. I'm like, man, it, it, and it's and it's one of those things like people claiming Cotton has been so cliche. Mm-hmm. Like everybody says it. Like right. I just never wanted to, even though I'm right. literally, my sister went to Dominguez. I went to Tower of Faith. I lived on White Ave, uh, which was crazy. On the other side of the block, that's where Anthony Anderson Okay, lived yeah. on White Ave. Shout like, out to Anthony Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Shout homie. out to big to the big homie. Yeah. Um, and he lived like on the other side, mm-hmm. you know. But um, that we we moved from there when I was seven because my neighbor got killed, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, "Hell no! Like mm-hmm. I'm moving you away from this. Like we we're not gonna be around this gang banging life the whole right. nine. Uh, but everybody in the '90s around that time had the same idea, so Rialto just basically turned into uh, right. Compton East. So you just like it was like, it was like <laughs> next Friday. Yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> like literally five blocks. I mean, not five blocks, five houses down from where we moved was the Compton City Crips, where I grew. Mm-hmm. I grew up with, and also uh, we moved from there. Then I grew up with some with the Hoovers, mm-hmm. Eleven Deuce Nine Four. Like I grew up with a lot of different, like mm-hmm. a lot of different people and a lot of different, uh, you know, hoods growing up, just because we moved a lot. You grew up, was Tiffany Haddish was around that time too, right? Uh, I, but I didn't know Tiffany then. Okay. I didn't know Tiffany then at, at, at all because I think she she really, you know, from from L.A. Like I right. grew up, Rialto was an hour away. Okay, That's okay. a whole but yeah, back lifetime kids, away. Yeah, okay, back to the kids. Back to the kids. Back to the kids. But yeah, I, oh um, that was in Watts. Like Watts, mm-hmm. I was doing, I started it maybe seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, at, I went in for a career day, fell in love with these kids. And um, my who I who I claim is my sister. She's a very good friend of mine, Chanel Watson. Shout out. Um, <laughs> she uh, was like, "Yo, you should really do something with these kids." And I was like, "What? You, what should? What should I do?" She was like, uh, "I don't know. Think of a program." So mm-hmm. I thought of this program. I went and we did. We shot a short film with them. Uh, they got to you know basically develop the story, uh, star in it, help mm-hmm. direct it, produce the whole nine, mm-hmm. and. These particular group of kids, it was about 12 of them, uh, their entire, you know, being changed. Um, and I had therapists walk up to me and say, what you did in this past six weeks mm. has took, taken us a year and a half mm. with a lot of these kids. And and I refused to hear their stories because I didn't want to subconsciously be biased to any of the issues. that they, they were just kids to me. Right. They were just kids to me and they wanted to be treated as such. Um, and I think a lot of times when you, you know, you come from these very, very, uh, harsh upbringings, people tend to be gentle with you or tend to be, mm-hmm. you know, handle you with gloves when it's like, wait, just treat me. I want to be treated just like everybody else. I want to be treated like a normal kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I did for him. And it's been a program I've been proud to do for the past seven years, even though this year I've been so busy. Um, usually I try to do it in summer or when, I, um, when I have some breaks, but it's been, mm-hmm. it's been crazy. 
Now you also been like running around everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm running, man. I'm a runner now. Yeah, so I'm a runner now. So, knees out. Like, Shout out to the 20? knees out coalition, my <laughs> yeah, crew. Man. The knees out coalition. Like running 20 miles. Yeah, I did that today. He did 20 miles today. This, this man did 20 miles today, and then came did our podcast. That's right. So That's right. you know, you and me became friends just from um. Uh, take a take a let's take a pause for a second. Yeah. Um, Talib Kweli just said. I'm his friend. Like, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand how major that is, man. Like, like, come on, man. Take that. Hey, I, man. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta share that with you, man. I'm Alan like, Maldonado's friend. Nah, 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 nah. Chill, 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 chill. Like, I mean, you're a legend, man. No and doubt. I appreciate it's it. It's an honor for you no, to, to you. consider me your friend. I appreciate that, man. No, thank you. But we yeah. met on um last not last OG on um Black Jesus. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, right. yes, yes. And, yes. Um, and that's coming out now. They finally, I, they finally, they finally got together. <laughs> finally yeah. released it. New Black Jesus is it's coming out. out. Is it's out? out. It, no, it's out. It's uh, episode. They on episode four. So we oh, coming well, shit. up. We episode five. Oh well, shit. Yeah. Oh. I know what I'm doing next week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be watching Black Jesus. Shout hey. out to Slink. Shout out to Slink Shout Johnson. Yeah. Hey, everybody, Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody. Um. But yeah, we met. We became friends and. And we worked on the last OG yeah, together. Yeah. I, I was blessed to be a part of uh, wow, one episode. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Yeah. And um, when you showed up on set, <laughs> right? You <laughs> ran from the hotel. That? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was running. Hotel, yeah. Which was like far. It wasn't yeah, close. Yeah, I was running. And I then was running after, the set. I was like, yo, I'm going to do a party. He was like, okay, yo, I'm going to go. I'm going to go run to like, I'm going to run <laughs> to the Bronx. I'm going to run to the Bronx and I'm going to come back and maybe, maybe I'll come back and have a drink at your party. Yeah. But you was training for the New York City Marathon. Yes, yes. And now this year you are also I'm training. I'm actually running it this year. I did. Mm. I got injured. Mm. Like I did all that training mm. just to get injured a month before the oh, New York wow. Marathon. Okay. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to run it anyway. I booked a movie. Mm. So it was, it was in New Orleans. It would have been crazy me mm. to go run that thing and then fly back mm-hmm. and try to be on set broken um because right. that's what <laughs> that's what happens when you run a marathon you're broken afterwards right. um but uh but yeah so i end up getting hurt and this is crazy shout out to my brother lamont um because i get injured i'm i don't do no training mm. and i and i said to myself i'm running this marathon this year if i don't run this marathon this year, i ain't running one mm. so i just I, I signed up for this you know no disrespect to the long beach marathon it's just rinky dink marathon oh, <laughs> like, it, was, it was like 12 people running <laughs> It was like 12 people running. Did no training for it. Right. My brother was staying with me, staying, you know, he's staying with me at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, yo, you're not running this race. Every day he was like, you're not running this race. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm running this race. Like literally to the morning of when I woke him up at like four o'clock in the morning, like, yo, drive me to go run this marathon. He's like, yo, you're not running. You haven't trained. Like, what are you talking about? I get there late. I get there, I get there late. They shot the gun off. I'm putting, I didn't do, I didn't stretch. Oh my God. I didn't do nothing. I just start running. (laughs) Man, I did everything wrong in that race. Uh, Mile 12, my knee went out. Um, (laughs) Mile 20, my back went out. Yeah, that was a mile, my back went out. Then mile 22, my foot went out. Mm. And I ran the last four, I ran the last four 26.2 afterwards, only to discover afterwards that I broke my foot. So I ran the last four miles with a, broken foot. with a broke foot. But I say this, I'll say this, and as crazy as that sounded, as I continue to run after such dramatic and devastating, you know, stuff that happened to me on running the marathon, is that crossing that finish line was one of the greatest feelings I've ever had in my life. My God. I've, I've mm. always been, like, 
I'm a, you know, I'm the only boy in my family. That's a fairy tale ending. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I'm the traumatic only, story that you I'm just the told. only man in my family. Like mm-hmm. I, from my mother to my sisters to my five nieces and my one nephew, mm-hmm. I'm the only man, mm-hmm. you know, that's ever been around. I've helped raise all of them. I've been that, and never in my life did I ever think I couldn't do something. I'm mm-hmm. talking about ne- you talking to the person. I say I can believe I could fly. Mm-hmm. I just ain't focused on that right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No Mile 22. I thought of eight million ways to quit. I thought Stop. about leaving the country. <laughs> like, 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 I, I swear, like it was people waiting for me at the finish line. I'm just like, I'm just not gonna show up. I'm just not gonna show up. I'm just gonna just start a whole new life. I thought of eight. I've never been mm-hmm. in that situation, you know, internally. Right. And to be able to push through and fight through and, and, and you know, and ultimately meet my goal was everything to me. And now I'm hooked. Now I'm addicted to it. And so what place did you come in? Last. Oh. <laughs> Last. Out of 12. Out of 12. I was, I was 12 out of 12. Out of 12. I came in 12. Yeah, came in 12th place. And then I was, not to even talk about the man, to talk about the, the medal that gave me was terrible. No, like, I it, was, it was terrible. Oh, it was an old fourth grade perfect attendance. <laughs> Metal like this was they a gave sti- you a participation. It was a, yeah, it was a sticker on the shit. Like, I was like, "Yo, really?" Fall it off. Almost like they literally running this. And this was y'all gave me a sticker. Literally gave me a sticker, gold star, and was like, "Congrats!" I was like, "Yo," so I, that's why I'm running in New York. I'm actually like I mentioned before, I'm running five, yeah. five marathons this year. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, running five marathons in a year. How many miles is that all together? Oh man, now you trying to do, you do math? A lot, <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. Uh, five twenty six point two times five. Y'all, y'all add that up at home. Y'all get that. Y'all can figure that out. <laughs> a lot of miles. It's gonna be. A, I do hundred mile months. <laughs> yeah, I do hundred mile months. I was doing that in Spain when I was training. So wow. uh, I love, Which I love running. Uh, Madrid, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I ran Venice only to discover that uh, running without a shirt is illegal. Um and I was quickly surrounded by six officers Shut in three. Up. You got arrested for flexing your abs. Yo, yo, almost. <laughs> yo, yo, that, I was on the run. I was, I was in fugitive. I was in fugitive. Stop flexing, yes. sir. Stop yes. flexing. They, yo, they, I swear, like I would have been in jail if I just didn't run again. Like, because everything was getting lost in translation. Like I'm surrounded. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, really? Like, like, you have no shirt? I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I was like, I'm just going to run back to the hotel, get my shirt. And I just I just left Catch the conversation. That's right. basically what it was. Right. Ran back, got my shirt. It was Came on the Came running back out with his shirt on. They didn't know what to do. They didn't Yo, know who he was. I was on the, I was on the load the whole trip. Right he was like, oh, it's another day. Yo, I, was, I felt like I was infused. I had to, I had a disguise on for the rest of the that trip. I had a hat and glasses on for the rest of the trip. I swear right. to you. Would you like, hear I, red then? No, no, oh. no, no, no. I had to be on the low. I, I, I dressed up like one. <laughs> Because I'm an idiot. Like, what's the guys that with that push the boats? The gondola, the gondola. I put on, I put on that same outfit. Shut up! I, put, I, I was oh man. God. I put that same outfit oh, on. Like it was crazy. With the, with the stripes. With the stripes. With have... the hat. I had, I, had the, I had the whole thing. I was man. Oh shit! I was. I, was, I, I had a disguise. I was, they didn't. They didn't catch me. I'm here. That's right. <laughs> like I mean, and then uh, I ran. Paris was probably one of my favorite places to run. Mm. Paris is, is a, a beautiful it's a city. Beautiful city. I didn't run that city. I did, I did though, I I rented bikes with my son oh. when he was in high school. Yeah. My son took a, a class trip to Paris that fell on the same weekend that I had a show in Paris. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's so awesome. I took my yeah. son and his friends out to the Louvre and shit. But we rode- The Louvre's though. Yeah, we rode bikes all around. Mm-hmm. We got arrested. We didn't, we didn't get arrested. We got stopped by cops. Uh-huh. And almost got arrested. Okay. For what? Because we he was riding bikes it. on the road where- 
you're not supposed to ride bikes. And then I started arguing with the cops. It was a whole language thing. That, man, that's tough. Yeah. that's what, You know what? I, 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 I'd like to talk about that for a second. Like, cause again, <laughs> no, like as, as Americans, we get spoiled. Mm-hmm. We get so spoiled being in America. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you go to Europe or you go to a foreign country. Like I went to Japan and they, they don't speak English. They speak Japanese and you better yeah. sink or swim. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out, brother. My assistant and good friend Donna Tragoda got arrested in Japan. Oh, for oh, what? Donna. In Shibuya. For what? For having a joint. Uh uh-uh. It was my joint. Oh, 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 they went down for your ass. Yeah. Can I she, curse? Can she I curse? Went, I'm cursing. Yeah, you can. It's just, okay. just, just curse friendly. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Shout out to Donna. I she thought did we were supposed to curse. She did, a, she did a whole month. <laughs> I'm saying it was tough. She did a month? She, she did, did 30 month. days for you? 30 days. Wow. Shout Donna out. What's her name writer. again? And she's a vegan. What's her name? Donna, Donna. Dragota. Shout out to Donna, man. Donna. We're doing 30 days strong. Go yeah. ahead, Donna. Because in, in Japan, no when you get arrested, th- when you get arrested, the, the due process is we hold you for a month. Minimum. Minimum. We and hold you for a month. Then, no, then we, then, we just, then we let you know whether or not we feel like making this situation. That's it was, oh yeah, that's, and that's the thing. That's another thing. Like when you over in, in, in another country, like you, 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 you know, definitely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Over there, especially not speaking the language. Like, it's not speaking the language. And then if you get in any type of trouble, mm-hmm. they're going to throw everything at you. Like, yeah. you got to be on your best behavior. Tra- ain't travel worth it, though? Like, you got to... Ain't that the best education? No, it's... That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you find yourself in a position where you're humbled by being a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and being at liberty to other people. Uh, just because, like, I would go to different restaurants, places, and if they wanted to take advantage of me, they could have. Yeah. Most deaf, uh, Yasin Bey, yeah. he lives in Paris. His mother, Umi, lives in Barcelona. Dope. So I've, I've been hanging out with them, and I've been in Barcelona a lot lately. Love love Barcelona, yeah, but man. Madrid is my... Shout out to everybody in Madrid that I've got, like, long friendships with. It's, like, such a, a family city. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a community there that... Yeah. I, and being in Europe, it really taught me how to be better at home, mm-hmm. um, be better at home and just be more present in the in your loved one's lives. Um, mm. Just because like when they work, they work. And then when they off, they off. Right. They got You're their siestas. Like siestas. They got their siestas. Yes, siestas mm-hmm. and spend family dinners, big yes, family dinners. Yeah. Yes. Like, and that's every weekend. That's every, and it's not like, it's a, it doesn't feel like pressure. I'm all about the siesta life, by the way. Come on, naps is, naps is a real thing. Yeah, Let's nap talk, life, man. nap gang, nigga, nap gang. Nap game all day. I need a nap every day. <laughs> talk I, about I, it. I literally talk have to schedule it. Should be, it. It's mandatory in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Mandatory, like three hours, shut down. Can, yeah, man, you get more done, done that way. Exactly, and yeah. that's what, it, again, that taught me balance as far as me, because I'm such a workaholic that I had um, put myself in a position where I just got burnt out. Mm-hmm. I just got really burnt out in, in, internally, internally, because mm-hmm. I've always been internally motivated. Mm-hmm. Like, I will figure, I will find something to bother me to motivate me. I will make, mm-hmm. I will, I will, I will uh, again, make an enemy. I'll make an enemy out of this pen. Like, <laughs> like I got no pencil. All right, I'm about to go hand with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'll figure something. It just, because that motivates me. And um, I kind of just used all of that up. And, and, in in Spain, like it's such a place where you work, but then you get back. You just you you they. What well, is the word? This is the simplest way to put it. They um, they work to live, and we live to work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I had to bring that back. I had mm-hmm. to bring that back. So as much as I work, I gotta have just as much fun, if not mm-hmm. more. Right. Um, just to have balance in my life. Right. And that's that's been the one of the biggest adjustments I've made since coming no back. No doubt. 
Um, you tell me about your love for short films and mm -hmm. your app, the Everybody Digital. Yeah, man, I love short films. I think it's uh, a, a very difficult and um, special task to be able to tell a story in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, just because when you have a feature film, you got an hour and a half, two hours, and if you, you know, Martin Scorsese, you got three right. uh, to tell a story. Right. Whereas some of these individuals that are incredible in the short film space are doing it in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just like five minutes. Right. Like, and that's they're a telling heartfelt right. stories and they're moving you. Um, and I think that's special. And I think it's something that as we, as a society grow with uh, shorter attention spans, I think mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the entertainment is going anyway. So uh, I wanted to be able to create a platform to, you know, generate income for these individuals. As of now, it's, there's no real money in sh the short film market where mm -hmm. our genre, our category, however you want to put it, um, just because these other industries have evolved commercials have evolved mm -hmm. that's a billion dollar industry um tv film billion mm -hmm. dollar industry uh music videos mm -hmm. that's generating money that's a billion dollar industry you know what i'm saying where short films basically seen as a stepping stone or an educational mm -hmm. tool are you you know um paying your dues so to speak and and a lot of these films are again are incredible they spend a lot of money on this stuff mm -hmm. and never getting it returned so um with everybody digital we're in the process of, you know, figuring that out because I'm I'm doing something that's never been done. So uh, it's it's been a lot of, you know, I guess I'm going to say ups and downs, a lot of learning curves and being in tech. Like this is my first app that I've ever done and uh, learning the ins and outs of that and mm -hmm. just, you know, the, the ever changing uh, landscape mm -hmm. of, of the industry of tech. And, you know, it's been a learning process. And I'm, you know, I'm proud to say that we, we still going like I will be honest right now. The app is the app is down. We're re, redoing the app and restructuring okay. things like we're refocusing, refocusing. And we're again, we've taken some nice light pivots. We've learned in the last two years. Like, OK, this worked. This didn't work. This worked. Is it expensive to do that? Yeah. 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 So not I mean, everybody, everybody can't just start an app. You gotta, I think everybody can. It's just that it is expensive, but you just got just with any anything that you do. Right. Anything you do is expensive if you really put your time in. If you're really right. trying to build something. Like if right. you if you don't if like if again you get what you put into it. Right. Um, you know, so it's about being smart, of course, and not just blowing your money on, you know, you want to be a race car driver and just I'm just gonna get a car. What about the, artists on Instagram, you know, especially in a comedy space, yeah. do people doing skits and stuff like that? Is that Damn. short film? I cause I it's it's not considered that. And I was gonna say that. Like mm -hmm. even social media, like that's a billion dollar business now. Right. That's a being like it just leapfrog short films. Like, you know, um with the vines and mm -hmm. what was that? Fifth what was that? How many seconds was that? Vine, Vine was three seconds. Six seconds. Six seconds. Six seconds. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you got those creative minds that be able to do that in six seconds and now with you know, Instagram you got up to a minute. You know, and you well, now you have seconds. even longer because you have IG story story too. You know what I'm saying? So it's slowly molding into the short film space. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, because people are on their phones more than anything. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So people consume more content from their phones and television now. You are Puerto Rican and black. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rican and black. Is it just me? Or it's not a lot of Puerto Rican people in LA no 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 that's 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 false that's false that's false okay. that's false that's false it's a lot of us it's a lot of Puerto Ricans because just for being from New York I feel like everything Puerto is, Rican people but everywhere. you gotta but you gotta remember New York is very condensed okay like in New York is everybody's on top mm -hmm. of each other so like you're gonna see everybody right you're gonna see everybody right. like in, in LA you might see somebody and never see them again right and they live down the street 
Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this because they may be going different places and wherever you go, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And if it's, you know, traffic it's going to be an hour and a half, you know. So um, and you're in your cars. People aren't walking around mm-hmm. like, you know, but we're, it's, it's a lot of Puerto Ricans out here. Not anywhere near New York. I will right. say okay. that like they have they like they have the Puerto Rican festival in Long Beach. Uh, okay. every year that most people even a lot of Puerto Ricans don't even know so all the Puerto Ricans out there in, uh, in California they Long got Beach one. for the festival Long Beach yeah they've been doing it I, I've been going since they were in San Dimas I'm talking about maybe 10, 10 12 years ago so you identify as black and identify as Puerto Rican yes yes. Um, and Puerto Rico is in the in the been used in the news weaponized in a lot of ways yeah. you have the yeah. situation with the storm yeah. which became political yeah. with donald trump with it throwing the towels and all yeah. that yeah. and then you have the situation with the mayor who a lot of people was in the streets yeah 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 they stood up though they made it happen mm-hmm. like everybody everybody What's your take on, the, on that situation change. everybody pulled up i mean I, i'll be honest i i don't I, i'm not as informed as i would like to be to mm-hmm. even you know to even speak on it but it's i just love how you know definitely Everybody in Puerto Rico just stood up for what they believed in, mm-hmm. and they showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did. Uh, you know, a lot of different communities can learn from what they did out there. Like they showed up, and a lot of people will talk about. It. A lot of people will blast it on social media till the end of time, but won't show up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's something that we we could definitely take in here in the in the states. Like we got to show up. Mm-hmm. Period. Like we got to show up. Like, yeah, representation. Your yeah, representation is everything, and just show our our unity. Okay. You know, flexing that that that, that changes. And then, um, and then the mirrors. He's he's been removed, correct? I think so. Yeah, he's been yes, removed, he's, correct? He, he yeah. uh, stepped down. Yeah, he stepped down. Stepped so down, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like with, with unity, we can it's we effective. can make change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean. <laughs> It's just crazy to me how people are always shocked when their words come back to haunt them. Like, what? What? I, it's 2019. Yeah, like, technology is everywhere. It's Everything you said is gonna get. It's gonna come back around. It's gonna get recycled. Like everything you say is is gonna be recycled three, recycled. four, five times. It was a it was a boat one time, then now it's a plane. Like it's gonna be. It, it's that's what. So what's crazy about you know the the time that we live in is that not your words won't just stand. As they are, they'll be recycled mm-hmm. and then twisted and made into something else. Like it's that's why your word got to be your bond. Exactly. It's got to be, man. It's got to be. So and then that's a, the, also the thing you said the pros and cons of it all. Because then you can also get on social media and address what you really said or what yeah, really straight happened. from the horse's mouth. Exactly. Um, and exactly. you know, you know, Trump does that a lot. I mean, I do that a lot. You know, I, I use my social media to skip past other media outlets. Right. Donald Trump and the GOP were very effective with that. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> right. You right. know, they were like, we don't need to be in mainstream media. We our 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 fan base is right here. Mm-hmm. We're sending out the propaganda that needs to reach them. Right. Um, I speak of Puerto Rico. I have a very um loving relationship with the island. I I spent yeah. a lot of time there. Yeah. Um Puerto Rico in, in hip hop history is just so prevalent yep. you know what I'm saying for rock, yep. all, for Rocksteady Crew all the way to, to Tony Toka yep. you know and um, I just did the Tony Toka Tony Touch party last week the 11th anniversary the Rocksteady Puerto Rico party yeah, in Puerto yeah. Rico is a yeah, good situation yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as a hip hop head and I know you a hip hop yeah, head yeah 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 let's talk about it you have been able to bring hip hop characters to life yeah, yeah, you know, from Honey Nuts. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, 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 Honey Nuts. Oh, you're the worst. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Young Lil on Black Jesus. <laughs> yep. 
Um, where do you, where do these names come from? Are these writers? Are these you, are writers. These are writers, man. Shout out to Stephen Falk for uh, Honey Nuts. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I won in the name lottery because my partner uh, Daryl, his name was Shitstain. Um, so I, I felt like I won. Right. I feel like I won out of the two. And then the other person in our group, uh, Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, his name was Sam. Mm-hmm. So it was Sam, Shitstain, and Honey Nuts. <laughs> so that was that was the group. That was the group. But um. Man, being able to play these characters is always fun. Like the young Lil was more of uh, the gangster, gangster mm-hmm. rap and all that. And then um, yeah, beef with Coolio. Yeah, Coolio. That was <laughs> that was that was fun and strange all at the same time. <laughs> um, just because you know Coolio is he's he's an icon in the game. Yeah, you know, so he's a legend. And you had to really and go I had him. to flex on him. Yeah. Like I had to really press him. Yeah, I had to really him. yeah. I had to be shooting in front of it. Like it was yeah. You, you, know. try, you was trying to murder Coolio. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And like I get and I really get into it. So, right. so, 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 so it was it was it was a cool experience, but it was kind of awkward afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like being like, oh man, I'm a big fan. Right, 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 right. Big fan of your work, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So so yeah, like and then um Honey Nuts, those characters, they're they're more like kind of like the odd future. They kind of right. they, you know, uh, you know, beef their own. They had to, it was on their own own style of things. They didn't mm-hmm. do more of a I guess the traditional side of hip hop. They would like wear crazy colors and just be different. Right. Skate they would just they would try to do the most, I guess, out of out of box stuff. You know to set themselves apart. Right. So, um, and there's different artists that do that as well. So, right, absolutely. So, yeah, it was. It's always been fun doing those. Now, you mentioned your record label. Yeah. Um, in the sixty records and hundred records. Yeah, we but, going for hundred. Yeah, but you played me some of your records. Oh man, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> That's man. He did. It was music got, is got, my most sensitive got place, bars, man. man it, 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 music is my most sensitive art that I do, mm-hmm. like writing and all. Because you can hide behind all that. Mm-hmm. You can music, hide behind the character. Well, hip hop music is like you know. As an MC, is your you know one of the skills of MCing is you have to come from yourself. Yes, people. Yes, there's there's, there's ghostwriters and rapid people who make great records, ghostwriting, mm-hmm. and that we all respect and we yes. all jam to it and that we all consider real hip hop. Yes, but in the art community of it, you know what it is. You're not real unless you write in your it's, own. Book. If you write in your own stuff, it is, it's and it's, you're a writer as well. It's it's like this. It's for me. It's. Uh, and in no disrespect to anybody that that has writers, I'm a writer, so mm-hmm. you know, so right. no no disrespect to that. But for me, it's almost You're like, like yo, hire me, I'll write some shit. For it's you. like it's like yo, you know, you find out Jordan didn't shoot his jump shots. Mm-hmm. Like you see the stats, mm-hmm. you see the stat line, you see the highlights. That's that's a unique thing with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. That's see, what it feels yeah. like, and it's hard for me to say that that's the goat when mm-hmm. you didn't put the jumper, you didn't shoot, you didn't you didn't put the mechanics together like you didn't you didn't sit in the you know gym for 3 mm-hmm. hours to master that right. jump shot right. you showed up and then they gave you the they gave you the right. stat line you look good said, doing it yeah look good doing it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so so yeah that's just me that's just my personal no opinion doubt. on it yeah um now as a writer you are a writer on blackish no, no, I'm not a writer on black. Oh, people writer always, on black. people always think that because no, no, no. you're a writer and you're because I'm a writer and they think and I'm okay. an actor on Blackish. But I, uh, but you, you wrote on? Did you? Did you I wrote on, on Survivor's Remorse. Survivor's I'm Remorse. I'm a writer. I, when we, I wrote two seasons for them and one season for the last OG. Okay. Yeah. yeah now, so I, my, I shout out to Angela Nissel. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ange. Ange, yeah. that's my partner. Shout out to Angela yeah. Nissel, who's yeah. like yeah. an incredible human being. And a fantastic writer. Yes, she is. And hilarious. She brought me in the writer's room for Last OG. Yeah. And being in the writer's room just before, I was humbled as a writer, as an MC. Let's go. I was humbled to see how that worked. As a fan of 
television. You know, we the same, we same age, and we grew up on on the you know golden age of television. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, right now is the golden age of television. Mm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. television so. has, has evolved to a place that's never been at before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just... Man, I, I was humbled by the experience of being in, the, in that writer's room That's for dope. that show. It's such a great show. And you was in that room. Yeah, yeah. Know? Nah, being in the writer's room is a whole uh, another experience. Um, and just to kind of give my uh, like writing history, most people don't even know that uh, at the age of 17, I was... Um, I was approached by Michael Caine. He was, uh, not Michael Caine, the actor, but right. the writer. He wrote All the Right Moves for Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. uh, Southern Comfort. Um, like one of the Jaws. Like he was popping in like the 70s mm -hmm. and 80s. And um, <laughs> Michael Caine, the actor, was also in Jaws 4. Oh, he might have. That could have been a Michael Caine. That could have been a whole. Yeah, that could have been. Man, you just blew my mind right there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he met me at 17 and... I remember, I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. He walks up to me, sixty year old, like he had a six year old white man come up to me, like, "Hey, I think you're right." And I said, I "Said what? The fuck are you talking about? I hate English." I said, "I, I hate English." What are you talking right. about? He was like, "No, no, no, that's that's structure." I'm talking about creative. I said, "All right." He was like, "Well, this is what I need you to do. You come, you come stay with me, stay in my 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 uh my guest house." And I said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." <laughs> I said, "No, no, 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 no. don't. Hey, I need you to stop right there. Right. I'm gonna let you know right now. I got no problem whooping a sixty-year-old man's ass." <laughs> <laughs> God, he was like, "No, no, 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 no. It ain't nothing like that." And, and it was one of the, the long hair. It, yeah, I had the long hair. You know what I'm saying? The baby hair was popping. Oh, yeah. Like it was, it was, it was different. High school it was different. It was different back, back then. then. It was different. <laughs> Two party tales was different. Um, <laughs> But um, but yeah, it was one of the best decisions in my life to say to agree to it. Um, and like I helped write several scripts uh, with him. Um, and it would be two weeks that I would take off from work because I worked at Burlington Co. Factory. Shout out to Burlington Co. Factory. Hey, it's just called Burlington now. Is it? They changed it. Stop you it. You better be the spokesperson Bob, for stop Burlington. Stop it. Stop it. It's, that's the Co. Factory. Hey, it's more um, than Coach. It's, man, just, it's, it's more oh, than Coach. You, you, you for real. You for real endorsing it. There's more He's than Coach. Like, he got the slogan down. Such a no, I'm just amazed by this commercial. Man. I'm like, you know. So I, was, so I would get two weeks off and I would, you know, go to his house and we would wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. He would wake up, we'll um, go get breakfast, come and sit in this table. Mm -hmm. for five hours and I would just be pitching jokes, pitching jokes, pitching jokes. And he, again, I'm 17 years old from the projects mm -hmm. with a 60-year-old white man in this, like, mansion. He doesn't understand shit I'm saying there. I'm saying, I'm giving him, I'm giving him funny stuff to say. He's like, and that's when I learned an important lesson in the writer's room. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it could be funny to me, mm -hmm. but you, you got to put it in a way that it's universal. Mm -hmm. You got to put it in a way that it's it's you know you it, it somebody can comprehend what you're trying to say, mm -hmm. and that's what I learned a lot with him and just the structure. Like this, how old school he was. He didn't he he didn't have a laptop. Mm -hmm. Like I learned how to write by actually writing. writing. By writing, pen used to, to paper. We used to write on the back of his old scripts. Mm -hmm. So that's so symbolic yeah, too. Yeah, 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 and um. So yeah, it, it that was that taught me a lot about what was what was gonna you know I was gonna embrace ten years later because mm -hmm. I never you know I used it I, I was learned how to write but I never really used it until I met Kenya Bears. Yeah, tell us about meeting <clears throat> Kenya Bears. Um, we was uh we were doing a show for BT uh the Dig Diggy Simmons project. Mm -hmm. It was called shout the Startup. Out to Diggy yeah, shout out Diggy. What oh, up? Diggy. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, he's a good dude. Uh, Chris Brew too. Uh, he was on the show. Tiana Taylor as well. Mm -hmm. um, we were doing that show, and I remember 
showing him a short film that I, I wrote, direct, and produced. And, you know, I gave it to him. I didn't think he was going to even, like, look at it. I just gave it to him just to say I gave it to him. I mm-hmm. did my part. I was like, all right, I'll give it to him. He ain't going to never. And he came back in my, my trailer maybe 30, 40 minutes later and came. He was like, what are you doing? I said, what, what you mean? He was like, like you need to take this. He's like, I didn't even know you did dramatic work for one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, He's like, you wrote, producer, director. He was like, how much you spent on this? I spent $500. He's like, my belt costs $500. Yeah. Mm. He was like, yo, you really need to take this serious. And I'm like, nah, man, what are you talking about, man? Like, you, I'm here because of my acting ability. Like, mm-hmm. You know me because of that. Let me do work, right. right? So while we're shooting this, he begins to talk about this idea he has. He's like, man, I'm thinking about doing a show about my family. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right. You know, a couple weeks go by. Yeah, yeah, man. We, you know, I got Anthony a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne a part of it. Like, we mm-hmm. about to start pitching it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, a couple more. Like, maybe a week go by. Like, man, every network wants it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. He's like, man, you think I should go with, um, you know, ABC, uh, FX. I was like, man, go with ABC, you know. Um, not to say that I was the driving right, point right. decision. We asked my opinion. Um, and then fast forward eight months later, I see his life change his mm. entire life changed in eight months we're walking i'm walking through uh his you know compound he got 50 employees mm. it, at the disney lot we walk into his office and it was probably the greatest thing i ever saw in my life wow <laughs> the greatest right. thing i ever saw in my life and um you saw it from the seed i saw it from the seed and also I didn't know, you know, writers was getting it like that. <laughs> I'm going to be, gonna be yeah. honest with you. Like, right. we be like, yeah, we be, at, we be at Clipper games because he's a Clipper guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's Lakers all day. Um, <laughs> he's a Clipper guy. He, they, you know, he got the Rolex. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, and I'm like seeing them Rolexes and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. That's, only rappers got a right. Rolex. Like, wait a minute. Rappers act like, no, right. writers is getting it. And I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. And then when I saw that happen with the show, I was like, "Oh man, man, let me get, let me go ahead and get to it. Get to the pen. Yeah, let me go ahead and get to <laughs> the pen. Let me put this pen to this paper. And <laughs> a year and a half later, that's when I was uh, writing for Survivor's Remorse. Mm. So he he ignited the writer in me, um, and it's for one sole reason: is that physical representation is as important as air mm. to uh, an artist. Mm. Being able to see someone that looks like you, sound like you, do something that you want to do, is like, like, like it's 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 mind blowing. It's 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 like a chemical thing that sets off in in you. That's right. That you can't deny. You can't deny seeing someone do something, and then when they look and sound like you, like he's from. Uh, I believe Inglewood. Okay. And what's fascinating is this. What's always what's always fascinating, like things that he does, um, I I I I love, admire, and watch, and you know, and am am humbled to, you know, be family to him and, you know, a friend and to watch like he's tatted from neck to knuckle. Okay. Nobody even sees that. Right. And I remember You're right, because I've seen pictures of him and I've nobody never... even sees that. Yeah. Nobody sees that because he's bigger than that. What he who he who he is as a person, you don't even acknowledge that, and that's the representation that I love. I want to represent. Like I try not to dress any different than when I dressed back in the hood. I try not. I want to be able to show the kids um, that when I was growing up, the doughboys around the neighborhood they had all the cars, they had all the chicks, they had all the jewelry, they had all the clothes, but they did it a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull up in that with 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 the, with the replicas. I got I have an '86 Camaro at the house right now 
that I bought because that's what the Doughboy had in my name. Mm-hmm. But I bought it from writing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I want to be so able to show those same kids in the hood that, look, you ain't got to switch it up. You ain't got to deny who you are or your culture um, to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's what that physical representation, I mean, that's what he represents to me. And he did a, I think it was Hollywood or Variety. He did a cover and this was fascinating to me. Like he did a cover and it was about the, like, uh, like top execs, you mm-hmm. know, the the new generation or whatever. I forgot the cover, but everybody was, it was him and, you know, three other white execs. Mm-hmm. They were all in suits. He was in a uh, hoodie and Jordans. Like that yeah. right there mm-hmm. is powerful. Yeah. To me, because I'm coming from the hood and that's how we dress. Right. But it's being, I guess, changing the narrative is everything to me. Being that, yeah, you may see and look and be like, oh, that's a thug. But no, that's a writer. Now, Blackish <laughs> has had episodes that have affected the national consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that Blackish goes into subjects and it does it. And Blackish is a show that could still exist on ABC. Yeah. You yeah. know, during prime time. Yeah. You know, so that's the time. That's like the safest time for America, right? But Blackish wades into these safe spaces. Yeah. And deals with issues that are not safe. Yeah. Um, and apparently America needed this. Yeah. So at was there a yeah. moment that you knew that Blackish was having the conversation that America was needing to have? Wow. Or an episode. Um, yeah. Uh you you began to notice when you you go around and people are you know talking about your episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not in a way of just being a fan of you as an actor or uh, or what you do, you know mm-hmm. the allure of it all, but actually being engaged with the content is powerful, and that's mm-hmm. what Blackish does. It, it starts a conversation. I love what they what they've done with the show. How um, it's not just one sided. Mm-hmm. You get to see a variety of opinions mm-hmm. and a variety of ethnicities and their take on it. And you put it into a pot and then it's however you want to, mm-hmm. you know, digest it. And with the with the way comedy works, it's, you know, what is it? You put sugar, add a little sugar, you know, to your medicine or whatever and it makes yeah, yeah. it go down smoother. And I think that's what Spoonful they've perfected. Of sugar makes the medicine There go it down. is. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Um... So yeah, it just it's I can think it's a, a a great way to to talk about difficult topics in a comedic way that brings everybody's walls down because as soon as you get to a place where people are sensitive, they automatically get on the defensive mm-hmm. and they begin to not listen and they all they care about is getting their point across. And mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of the tough conversations we have about, you know, race and, you know, immigration, everything is that people get on the defense rather than actually listen to, you know, valid points on each side. Now, what about these episodes of Blackish that never aired? Oh, the cap. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in that episode. Okay. Um, so I don't I don't really know. Uh, I guess the situation. Have you with seen that. the finals? Of no, I didn't see any of that. Okay. Um, I like I was I was like surprised that we were able to do the N-word episode. Right. Tell us about that episode. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, like, we on, the, we on the Disney yeah. lot saying, nigga. Right. You know what I mean? With the cameras rolling. Right, right, right. With the cameras rolling. I'm like, like, okay, this is... And it... it <laughs> what was what was cool, though, is that... Uh, 
I guess like it's is this funny how comfortable. Mm-hmm. It like it, it 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 was like the fish to water when we got to oh we got to say it on with the cameras rolling. Right, oh, right, man, right. It was it felt good. Um but it the way they did it and the way they approached it again, uh put it in a way that I think everybody's opinion kind of got laid out. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about the show is that they don't they don't try to make make their opinion, you know, the the all all answer. You know what I'm saying? That being it's this way or that way. They kind of just lay it out, give you different versions of different right. perspectives, and then leave it at that. I mean, if you put the truth next to a lie, mm-hmm. the lie never stands a chance. You yeah. just gotta present both. Yes. Yes. And yes. just hope that you on the side of the truth. Yes. Or just work to be on the side of the truth. And I think people don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. I think people like to, hey, just put it on the wall and let me digest and, mm-hmm. and take what I want from it. And it's not for everybody to be reborn in a in a, in a day. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process. So that episode may help per- move a person closer to finding a, a valid opinion about whatever mm-hmm. they feel mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, bad or, or good. Now y'all get to say nigger on Last OG though. Yeah, the first season we did. Yeah, okay, first I, season we did. A lot we, of niggas. First season we a lot of niggas we did. shot them out, man. Yeah. We used up all of them for the I second season. I mean, it season. was authentic Brooklyn. Yeah, we we you used a lot of niggas in the first season. Like they they had to tailor us down for the second season. Now <laughs> we, like, we were reckless. Right, you yeah, we were back. reckless, especially me. I feel like there's a lot of you and Bobby. I tell you what, um, I it is it is but it's a lot of me and Bobby. But I have so many personalities. I don't want to sound like a schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> you but have I, to, to be a good. I, 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 I you got to be. I, I just I grew up like I said. I was in Compton. I grew up in Rialto. My father's from from Harlem, New York. I would go out there for the summers, and then from there I would go to Alabama, which my mother's from, and I'd be in the sticks. Like mm-hmm. it's my my mother's from Rama, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama. It's mm-hmm. thirty minutes south of Montgomery. It's mm-hmm a mile from each house to the next wow. house. It's that it's, it's for real color purple right. country out there. Like now, now it's still the same. It's and still that's the, the same. that's the, that's the like black American experience. Like for you talk, real black. we talked about the Puerto Rican shit. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. some super black that, shit. Like, no, no, for real. And that's the thing. Like just to talk on that for a second, like my uncles and like my mom walked out of, uh, either middle school or elementary when Martin got killed. Mm. Like she was, she was in the the belly of the beast, and like to have conversations with my uncles and aunties about different things in Black history, and not just hear it or learn about it, but look in a person's eyes and see the pain. Mm. Yeah, firsthand. That is something that firsthand. a book can't teach you. That's right. And I had the privilege of you know going out there for our family reunions mm-hmm. and just to soak up that knowledge. Like I remember one ride, my uncle took us to, to took us took the took me on the route that my grandmother and my grandfather had to walk to school. Mm-hmm. This is an empty country road. It took us 30, 45 minutes mm. wow. to get there. And then he would tell us some stories about when they would walk and it was the first, that was the first and the only school that they could go That's to. It's a beautiful which is, experience for him to have done that. It's, it, man, um, it's like, I, I mean, looking back, at, looking back at it now, you never, you didn't, I didn't know how Powerful. big of an impact these you know moments right. I would have with but my you family still received the information yes like you're still able to relate it like 
it, again, it's, it, you can read it in a book, but then also when you hear from from someone that actually experienced it, mm-hmm. is a whole nother. Like he would tell about the, you know, when they would walk the bus driver during the rainy days, the bus driver would purposely try to spray mud on the kids mm-hmm. and him and my aunt, even though my uncle, I mean, my uncle, my grandfather and my uh, grandmother. And it's different, just crazy, real situation where like, oh no, we weren't liked. You're right. In any capacity. Right. In any capacity. And he felt every bit of it, you know. Uh, and to see him now and, you know, shout out to Uncle Sonny. Um, you know, he's in his 90s. Mm. And just God to bless see, him. Yeah, man. Just to see him go through the world changing mm-hmm. um, is just interesting as mm. we continue to do the same. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, it's been really fascinating for me. You know, I'm I, I'm proudly say that I'm I'm a third. I'm 36 years old, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've seen the world change at least twice. Oh yeah. You know, at least twice, and how crazy that feels. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like, like, now imagine 90. Talk about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why he's you know he's a he's a he's a jewel to me. Now you're an excellent actor because you didn't mention Brooklyn in your travels. No, no, no. It was but Harlem. But you sound Harlem like a nigga from Brooklyn on that yeah, show. Yeah, When yeah. I watched Last OG, like, I know Tracy Morgan is from those. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's sh- a shot on location. Yeah. I know a lot of those stories are Tracy Morgan's real stories yeah, yeah, true, on Last OG. True, true, so true. when I see Tracy, he in his element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I see yeah. you, you playing essentially not just his best friend, but, like, once you playing the brother, like, you playing the younger brother. I play two bro- characters. Two characters, Yeah, yeah, right? I play two characters. Both characters yeah. from Brooklyn. Yeah, both from Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, how, do you, how are you doing that? Man, I again growing up and in in being in in Harlem in New York in the summers, um, I I'm I'm a sponge again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I when I say I have all these personalities, is not because I'm they're all me. Right, they're all me. I just was able to really adapt and soak in. I'm always been a sponge. I've always been a sponge. Like fun fact, I was like I was a Boy Scout. I was almost an Eagle Scout. Like I was really like a Cub Scout Brit. Like I did all that, and I was mm-hmm. in a choir. Hung out with gangbangers. Um, well rounded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, uh, in from New York to Alabama with my, you know, all of my country cousins and stuff like that. Shout out to the uh, country cousins. Yeah, yeah. That they are all seven. six seven. Mm-hmm. All, like really, I have an uncle that was seven foot. Mm. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get get any of that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I go to Alabama, it looks like man. When I tell you this, it looked like a team of bouncers around me when I go to Alabama. Like <laughs> that's how my cousins look around right. me. It's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, just being having a divi- di- uh, diverse upbringing really allowed me to be able to just tap into these different, you know, I guess eras mm-hmm. of my life. And you know, um, being in New York is such a specific city yeah like it's specific like when you think of new york a a bunch of different things come to your head Mm -hmm. that's new york right like it's not very vague it's very specific um so growing up there there, it was a lot of things i I, cousin bobby is a lot of the cats around you know wagner projects uh shout Mm -hmm. out to wagner um that i grew up around and just seeing the crazy summers like like harlem in the er, like 96 was special yeah grant's tomb it was spe- like yeah. it was harlem week it was special yeah, it was, man it was, it was special, was special. Oh, it was like just being outside yeah harlem, like, harlem had all the girls different now um like i just remember just the 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 
like I said, the project was electric. It was powered by the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bar. Now it's just you don't see it's not that same energy. Like the people have been pushed out. It's getting expensive. Yeah. I mean, Lasso G it's dealt with that on the Brooklyn level, but yeah. it's happening in every community. It's happening in every community. Yeah. Um, and like I learned so much. So all of those are influences from you know my childhood. Did you, um, were you originally supposed to have a character on The Last OG? Did you write yourself in? No, 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 uh, that's good. I wasn't, I didn't write the first season. I, uh, I, yeah, I didn't write it on the first season. I, um, I auditioned. Um, and what's fantastic is that, like, the chemistry between me and Tracy Morgan was just instant. Like, mm-hmm. when I came in for the screen test where I got to perform with Tracy, I walked through the door, he screams out, Cousin Bobby. We start improv for about 10 minutes straight. How fantastic is it to work with such a legend like Tracy Morgan? I mean, it's, it's, it, you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot, man, uh, about just the business, mm-hmm. about um, how to carry yourself, how to run a show, mm-hmm. how to, you know, right. constantly work on your, your craft. Like he's, you, you've, you've been on set. Yeah, I was, I was on the last episode of season two. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Tracy was on my ass. He was, he, he he's like, he's in the best way possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like he's, he's, he's an artist and he was he's like, yo, he's working like act nigga. Like he was on me. Right. Right. And he gonna, he wants you to be your, the most authentic that you can be. Yeah. And, um, and you want that, you want that from your lead. You want that from and the person that's the captain of the ship. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody that's going to be able to motivate you and also not be afraid. Right. To you know, say, hey, let's try this. Or no fear, this. like yes. Nina Simone said. Yes. He's like an uncle. I met him at uh, Laugh Factory yeah. Chocolate Sundays, and he like, at, he 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 captivated us for probably about an hour and a half because it's like you better not walk away. While yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he working material every time that you in a conversation with him. He working material. Single song. Oh, yeah. Every conversation he working material. And he that's played me I his um R and B. Oh, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Morgan likes to redo like um, guy and new edition yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he'd be yeah. really singing them shit. And his son produced. His son produces it. Yep, his son yep, is yep. nice with the R and B production. So yeah. his son really be producing. Really the fuck be producing out of these songs. Yeah, like yeah. they about to come out, yes, mixing them down. Yes, and Tracy just yes. singing like Keith Sweat. Yes, you know what uh, yes. Um, he be going in. He be going in. You were on a soap opera. Yes, I was. I heard you in an interview talking about. You said you played a character named Jamal like three different soaps. Yeah, yeah, Jamal. Jamal is a name that they just they you know Hollywood loves a Jamal. That's my little brother name. My, not my little brother, <laughs> my younger brother. Excuse me. Jamal is a safe black guy's name. Man, That's and, what it and is. it was like they freed because my uh, my older brother uh, Kiko Ellsworth. Shout out to Kiko. He played Jamal on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. He got he he got killed off. And then, then that's when I got Young and the Restless. And I guess, oh, Jamal was available. <laughs> and then Jamal, I, and there I was. I was Jamal. Oh, um, and yeah, I, I love to say that I was uh, the cat that was, um, I brought corn, corn rolls to Young and the Wrestlers. Okay. Yeah, I brought corn rolls to Young and the Wrestlers. It needed that at that yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to, I had to do that. Then Shamar came with his. Then Shamar came with <laughs> Soul Train corn rolls. It didn't have any Shout out to Shamar, man. He showed yeah, up. I did Soul Train when he was the host. Did you? Yeah. You know, I, and this is another fun fact. You know, I used to dance on Soul Train. What? You did, I didn't know yeah, that. Me, shout, shout out to Avion Crockett. Shout out to Avion. Avion was on there with me. That's oh, right. My. Yep, I probably was there the day you That's performed. That's right. Yep. Yep. Was that like a uh, background thing back then? Yeah, man, we got paid. Okay, yeah, cold KFC chicken and yeah, man. And, and, and Shout and out to Don Cornelius. Word, 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 <laughs> oh, word. Yeah, nah, that's how I used to dance. Um, but that. while you were doing those soap operas, you yeah. got in a bad car accident, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's man, it's it's crazy. I I've gotten to a point where I've I sometimes forget it, in which I got to stop that. Um, no, yeah, I mean, you don't. You always forward progression, brother. Yeah, but that was a that was a life changing moment for me. Yeah, similar. Well, you said to, that to me. Yeah, similar to what you know the marathons represent to me, and and, and all of that. Like I was um I was on Young and Restless. I just that I thought I made it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was making a thousand a day. I'm balling. <laughs> I'm on. Balling. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on the uh, the home shopping network buying swords and shit. Like, just, <laughs> just, like, just, just real, like, random stuff. Like, why am I buying this? Because I can. Making a thousand a day. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm still living in my mama house. Dude, I'm making a thousand a day. Chill. I got my neon, neon outside with the hubcap spinners. That was me. Um, but yeah, so, 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 so oh, I was, shit. you know, I, I was changing my, you know, I was. I quit my job, quit Burlington Co. Factory. I was, I was on. <laughs> it's just Burlington. Yeah, Burlington. Burlington. Yeah, Burlington. <laughs> Sorry, Burlington. <laughs> um, so I quit Burlington mm-hmm. and uh, I was just doing, you know, Young and the Restless. And one day or one night, I came out of my acting class and I was hit by a BMW Roadster walking. <sighs> and he was going 65 miles per hour. Jesus. Yeah, I flew in the air, landed on my face where I had stitches here, here. On my chin, under here, my right leg was broke and my spine was curved. Um, mm. And the crazy thing about it is this: at growing up as a growing up, you know, in 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 my area, I was the pretty boy in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And like you touched my, I see face. the pictures. You touch, you see, you see, you see when I was yeah. dropped Long with the with the press. Face. I had the press. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so if you touched my face. Mm-hmm. That was you. I'm setting you. I'm blowing the place up. Every mm-hmm. everybody got to go. Right. Like like every right. like that was just the trigger. Right. And then also growing up in the in the projects, you know, with the name of Allen, mm-hmm. that didn't really give me a lot of you know intimidation. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It was like, like Marquise Devonte. You gotta go by A. It, nah, it's, Allen. You can't really make a good nickname <laughs> out of Allen, man. I've been trying for a years. A boogie with the hoodie. A boogie. Yeah, a land. That's, but that could be Alvin. That could be a lot of things. That just doesn't specific to Allen. Like mm-hmm. that's Allen. It's really not a lot you could do with Allen. Okay. So <laughs> that was the one that everybody wanted to start to fight with. Like right. that was like, nah, we gonna leave Marquise alone. We want Allen. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. So so yeah. So after being hit, um, I I, I came to because I don't you know the the blessing is that I don't remember anything. Mm. I just remember waking up. And I remember uh, the young lady's voice. I can't even remember her name right now, but I just, I'll, I'll never forget her voice and her talking to me like, are you asking me these general questions? And mm-hmm. I was like, why are you asking me general? Like, what's your name? I'm like, it's Alan. Right. You're like, what's it, how old? I'm like, why are you keep asking these simple, simple ass questions? Like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to stand up. Has she seen it? No, yeah, she's yeah. over me mm-hmm. at at the accident. Right. Like, I flew in air, uh, landed on my face, uh slid underneath another car somehow the car that hit me jammed up underneath another car and I'm in between both cars mm. underneath and I guess they dragged me out and she's holding my head I don't know my face looks crazy mm-hmm. um, she's talking to me I'm trying to stand up not knowing that my leg was broke mm. and imagine this being hit by a car right but imagine being hit by a car outside of an acting class do you understand the noises you hear? Like everybody was crying. Everybody, if you didn't, <laughs> that was everybody breakthrough moment. If you couldn't break through, <laughs> me being hit by a car helped a lot of actors <laughs> that night. Cause everybody, wow. everybody crying my coat. Like it was the most craziest sounds I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> my life. Cause it's an act, there's a bunch right. of 30 actors out there. Extra ass crying. Gone to drama. Drama. Wow. And I give the it's whole. The extra drama. The extra drama. Extra I give drama. the full on like. 
football movie. I'm in a stretcher. I'm giving a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm like, it, was, it, was, it was so dramatic, right? <laughs> so after that, like my whole like I, my whole perspective on life changed. Mm. Like you know when you when you get to a place where you see death and mm-hmm. you know. Um, the grass is greener, mm. like the sky is bluer. Um, and what was crazy is that I was never mad. Mm. And again, like I mentioned, like you touched my face, I would like I would lose it, but I was never mad about the situation, even though like it ended my stint on Young and the Restless. I went broke, like 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 you know for whatever that means, because I thought I was balling. I still live with my mama, so I mm-hmm. guess broke for me. You know, I, was, mm-hmm. I lost everything. Um, but I was okay with it. Like I knew, I felt like. It was like God saying, you need to chill for a second. Right. You need to chill. Whatever was going on. It was Whatever was going on, down. I need to sit down and just think. And like my approach on life is different just because I know that tomorrow isn't promised mm. on a whole nother level. So uh, that's, again, that goes on my trying to conquer the world in one day. Right. Um, that but goes, I feel that, like that might be part of the reason. That plays into that. That plays a lot into that. Um, but also, uh, it was an exercise in my acting class that really hit home. Um, in the exercise, you it's an empty couch, mm-hmm. and you have to envision your dead body in a casket, mm-hmm. and you have to have conversation with your dead body. And if you died at that moment, did you accomplish your goals, and did you work your ass off to do it? Mm-hmm. And every night, that's something that I ask myself: mm. is that if did I do everything in my power today? If I don't wake up tomorrow. Would I be fine with that? Mm. And if I can't, if I can't say yes to that, then it's a problem. Mm. So that's my motivation every day, you know. And then from that accident, that's something. There's so many positives from it. Like I, again, my philosophy on life is simple: it's 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 not negative or positive. It just is. Do you feel like Tracy was also on a life changing accident? Yeah. He lost one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. He came close to death. When I spoke to him about it, he told me that he had seen the afterlife mm-hmm. and came back from it. Mm-hmm. Um, were you able to bond with him on that level? Yeah, yeah. That was something that we, we it was one of our first conversations. Okay. Um, was just about that and just the the outlook you have on life after, uh, uh, you know, a life-threatening accident. Like for me, I almost died twice in a matter of three months. Wow. Mm. Yeah, like I had, I felt like I went through a, a thing called, a, uh, I, was, I felt like I was going through the trials of Joe for me. Right. Uh, like I got hit by the car. Two weeks later, I got bit by a spider um, that almost took off my left arm. That's some California shit. Yeah, I mean by a spider. Were you yeah. hiking? No, that was I was. This is two weeks after my accident. It oh, was far shoot. from hiking. No, I, I, had hiking. A, I had a boot. No, not I was sleep on uh, my my the bed or the couch bed downstairs, and it's by a fireplace that we didn't use. So the spider must have came down. But like my whole arm was swole like this big. I had to. I've never even seen a needle this big, but it was with um, antibiotics. And I had to stay in the hospital for a matter of like three hours. And they had to put in small increments every 15 minutes to be able to save my arm. Like then, was it a month and a half after that? Uh, I was back driving and I pull out of a gas station. And you know how the, the, the first lane, they, they stop to let you out. I pull out, the person in the other lane didn't stop. And this is the craziest thing. This is the craziest thing. I saw this lady going, she had to be going about 65, mm-hmm. coming dead at me. And I literally looked at her. I looked at her dead in her eyes and I'm like, oh, I guess God missed. Mm. And I was and not scared. I was relaxed out of my out mm. of this world. And I literally, she hit me 
and we slid, you know, like almost a half a block. That's how hard she hit me. Mm. I walked away without a scratch. Mm. Wow. My driver door is in the middle of my driver's seat. Mm. My driver's in the middle of my driver's seat. My, my dashboard was cracked. That She bent my frame. That's all you blessed, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so again, like that's a part of a lot of my motivation is due to that accident. That's why I say I I, I need to remember that time a little okay. bit more. Uh just because it's it's constant, you know, motivation for me. Now you had a chance to act with Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. As an actor, what lessons did you learn from being around that man. <laughs> the, the biggest lesson? Yes. He, he told me to sit my ass down. Like, it was, yo, it was mm-hmm. crazy just because it was day one mm-hmm. and I'm full of energy. Mm-hmm. I'm bubbling. I'm talking to everybody. I'm like mm-hmm. entertained. I'm putting on right. full shows. Right. <laughs> he like, you know we got three months of this. <laughs> he's like, sit your ass down. Sit like, your ass down. He's like, you need to learn to pace yourself. It pace mm. yourself. So now I've like taken that to a whole nother level. So like every time I do projects, everybody's taking random pictures of me sleep in the chair. Cause I as soon as I cut, I go sit down. Yeah. Mm. So I go sit down. I go sit down. And then usually I just fall asleep and just rest up. I mean, I be powered up. And people are like, oh, how can you have all this energy for these fit? I'm like, I just take power naps. So that. shout out to Alan because we were supposed to interview him like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And then our schedule yeah. didn't match up. And he showed up here at the People's Party set. Yep. He said, I'm just going to kick it and hang out with y'all. It's a People's Party. You could kick it. Yep. He sat down. He took a nap. On that took a nap right, right on the there. couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm a master. <laughs> I can take a nap standing up. You know, Alan, me and you have something in common. I, too, have worked with the yes, great Denzel. Oh, word. Yes. On what project? I can't say. Really? Oh, okay. He told me yet. I rode in the car next to him. So, okay, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay. fine. That's close. It's fine. That's close. You know, I can't tell the project, but he did say, and hey, what are you going to do, ladies? And then, you know, said hello. And I was like, uh huh. And it was, it was great. <laughs> it was great. But the funny thing was that the, the, the movie is, uh, in, it's, is before cell phones. And so okay. we actually couldn't have our cell phones. It was like, okay, he's coming in, no cell phones. What, what movie was this? It didn't come out yet. And it's but this is before cell phones? phones? Obviously, it's a period piece, gentlemen. Oh, oh. you talking about? I'm talking about when you said you recorded yeah. it. Like, you oh. lost you lost. I'm sorry. Okay. How you old lost do you us. think I yeah. am? No, I'm just I'm saying, like, the way you put it. The, you, I was like, what? You was in Mississippi? I'm, okay, I'm, I'm with you now. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. Continue. Anyway, so it's a period piece. Okay. And right. you don't have cell phones in it. So they we gotcha. couldn't have our cell phones at all because right. he likes to be She was an extra in Malcolm in X. I didn't know. Hey, right, hey, right, right. hey. I was featured. Thank you very Let's much. Let's go. Let's go. But no, this is like this is another <laughs> this <laughs> What's was was dope about working with Denzel is you watching you literally watching a master That's at right. work. Like I what I've really learned is how detailed he is. Like when I first got there, which was crazy because I've I've been in this game a very long time and I've had auditions where it's taken three months, mm-hmm. uh, screen tests, several screen tests, football tests, sport mm-hmm. tests, every test you could think of, and it still don't get it. Right. I auditioned for the casting director. They put it on tape. Three days later, they're like, oh, we flying you to Boston. You're doing a movie with Denzel. I said, what? Right. Like, I, like I, went, to, I went through... Hell to do a movie with the dude that do dinner theater, <laughs> and then did the Denzel movie. Took the it's it's right. crazy how this game works. Like you never you just never know. Um, but in working with him, when I get there, I'm signing my contract, and all of a sudden I hear his voice, 
you know, and I'm a I'm a Denzel fan. Right. You so know I'm that thinking, voice. I'm thinking it's the TV. Right. Because <laughs> that's that's the only time I hear Denzel right, on TV. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. He's in the other room. I'm like, wow. oh, <laughs> I don't even know how, how I was trying to trying to be the I was trying to sign my contracts cool just in case he came right. out. Like I just I don't even know how you could even do that. I don't even know how you could do that. So I'm just trying to try to be cool as possible. But what I what I was overhearing is him going, he was working with the, I think he was the writer or the director, but he was going through every scene. Mm-hmm. Mm. Having a discussion about every scene. Like, so what is this? Okay, this is my take on this. And then, you know, talking, collaborating. And I think that's why he is great as as he is, is that he he cares and he's he's about the details. Absolutely. I you know, I'm old enough to remember the Equalizer TV show. So okay. old white man. Okay. Wasn't yeah, no yeah, Denzel. I yeah, yeah. I ain't catch that one. <laughs> yeah, I used I to watch yeah, it with yeah. my pops back yep, in the day. Yep, yep. And so, you know, what they've done with those movies, you know, the TV show wasn't that good. Really? The TV show wasn't as good as those movies are. Really? It comes how many He like he owns that character now. Really? Yeah. Denzel. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the original. So Yeah. Um, but no, he's he was he's incredible. And he, that was his first franchise. Yeah. And that's you know, I yeah, it is. His first franchise. He, he never, Late he, in his career. Yeah, he's never did a sequel. Um, which was fascinating to me, knowing that so many people have uh, built their careers off franchises. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he he did, builds careers on standalone. This my work. Nah, I did. I'm gonna give you this work. I'm gonna give you this work. I'm gonna give you no bells or whistles. You are gonna get this work. Right. And there it is. Yeah. Um, tell me about Demo Nerds. Yeah, yeah, that's the the Kids Foundation. Yeah, that's man. the Kids Foundation, man. Um, because we about the children around here. Yeah, like it's something that kids. it's. I say this. My career didn't begin to really take off until I began working with these kids. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about this kid. And um, it's it like, again, it's another, you know, life changing things where you, you're, you're dealing with kids that like, and these particular kids that I started out with um, like crazy trauma. Mm. Again, I refuse for them to tell me. It's a foster kids, right? Like foster kids and at risk, at risk youth, meaning that some of them aren't foster kids. Um, Some of them are with their legitimate parents, but they dealing with, different stuff i guess it's like the short films that we shot i can't show them because it's and they're not this it's it's illegal for certain kids that's our uh, i guess uh property of the state mm-hmm. to be you know to be on any you know public video or something like that okay so, i didn't realize demo nerds was this was the program we were talking about earlier. yeah that's the same thing oh, yeah okay. it's the same thing demo nerds is that that's it's the same thing so um yeah it's 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 a it's a very fascinating thing to do work with these particular group. Like I work with um, a different organization from boys and girls club to um, uh, the dream center to uh, uh, what is it? Uh, different uh, bourbon day to private school in Watts mm-hmm. that just, I think they just recently had a hundred percent of their students, seniors go to college. Oh wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so all black boys, uh, I don't want to say all black, but it's an all boys Catholic school. Mm. In the middle watts. Now imagine I'm want I want to watch short films. Yeah. Give me three short films I gotta watch. I'm I'm gonna be biased because I'll name mine. Yes, um, let's do that. Uh I'll be biased. Uh Why Comedians Laugh, starring Dion Cole is one. Shout out uh, to Dion Cole. Yeah, shout out to the big homie Dion. His special is coming out, man. I'm so proud of everything that he's We had Godfrey on the show. Oh, really? Talk about how him and Dion Cole started together in Chicago. Yeah. And Dion Cole used to come out to uh to J. Rue the Damager. Really? Yeah. <laughs> man, I just love the evolution of Dion, man. Mm-hmm. Just to see his career go to where it's going mm-hmm. and just 
Like it's it's and he's just a, he's such a cool dude. Yeah. On top of all of that, um, which makes it special. But yeah, in in this particular film, he plays a he plays a comedian, but it's a dramatic piece. Um, where a lot of times we we as the audience don't really realize how much most comedians go through. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, no matter what is going on in their lives, it's their job to make us laugh. Right. A lot of pain there. Yeah, so like through in the film, he, he goes through a day, like the worst day of his life. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest day of his life as well. It's the manager that can change his life is in the audience. And like he goes from everything from losing his mother to down. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a terrible day. And he still has to go on stage and perform. So uh, that one, uh, Narcoleptic, uh, mm-hmm. starring Miles Brown. Mm-hmm. Um and my brother Lamont Stevens, um, he wrote the he wrote the script. Uh that's a really, really fun kid, <clears throat> kid comedy. Uh as well. And then uh I'm doing another one called Unstuck. Unstuck. Mm-hmm. Uh my boy Anthony Jefferson uh wrote and directed that one. Um, but it's a real kind of sci-fi piece mm-hmm. of um dealing with multi uh universes. Wow. Meaning that like your your soul is traveling through different timelines mm. where you, you know, you could be and usually in the way the film is, is they usually stay around. Your soul usually stays around the same four people. So like to say one scenario, I'm married to one girl okay. and then my friend is married to another girl. Then another oh. lifespan, I'm married to the other girl. And like but it's, it's the same four people, mm-hmm. same four people. It's really it's really okay. trippy. It's like we're actually, how long is that one? I think that was like. 15 minutes. Okay. I think so. Um, but yeah, so those are some dope films that I, I definitely, definitely suggest you you check out. Um, Martin Scorsese, you yeah. brought him up earlier. Yeah. He recently said that uh, the, the big budget popcorn action films are like theme parks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like going to see like Iron Man is like going to a theme park. Yeah. yeah. I actually agree with him on that. People love theme parks. Theme parks are not bad. <laughs> people, people love theme I'm parks. I'm not mad at theme parks. Yeah. Um, you got a chance to be in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And you got a chance yeah. to act with Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, man. Tell us about that. It's Gandhi, man. <laughs> like, like, no. But he what, wasn't like, Gandhi in the, in the Iron Man. No, nah, he wasn't. But no, nah, but no, nah, let's, was like let's put some respect on his name. Like, I mean, other the than gangster he, Gandhi. Yo, but that's, I mean, he already got respect on his name. He had a sir in front of his mm-hmm. name. But like, his, that's, that was, he was Gandhi. That was he the was. last live, um, film with no CGI. Mm-hmm. So when you saw that scene of him, he was actually in a casket, the scene of, of Gandhi's, uh, the funeral, mm-hmm. when there's a hundred thousand people, that's really a hundred thousand people. Right. You can't fake that. I saw that movie in the movie theater in 1980 or 81 or whenever it that's came a out. long movie. Yeah. I'm like, you sat in the movie theater like, My mother took me to see that. Yeah, I saw it in, in film in film class. Like, I I had to sit through the movie. Right. Like, now, I remember my mother taking me to see Gandhi. Like, we gonna go see Gandhi. Um, But yeah, that was a, that was a short... It it was like a short... Where was it? Where did it live? Not what? The Gandhi? The, no. Oh, the, oh, the, um, no, that was on the Thor DVD. That's what the DVDs were still popping. Um, right. It was the... And they like, need to have extra content to get yeah, people to buy the DVD. Exactly. It was the special, like, you know, a special edition that came with the DVD. It was Thor 2, I think. It was on Thor 2. I mm-hmm. played a... Um, uh, and this is how Mar- Mar- uh, Marvel is, man. 
when I signed on to that, I thought I, I joined the CIA. Like, <laughs> like yo, like I signed. It was NDAs everywhere. Right. You stumble, you sign another NDA. Like, right. the wardrobe, like. The kid from Spider-Man be fucking up all the time. It's. The, the, yo, they, yo, I'm pretty sure they probably hemmed him up. Like, yo, they, <laughs> they on you tough. Like the wardrobe, I thought the message was gonna explode mm-hmm. afterwards. Like when they like me be at this location, I'm like, every the emails are encrypted. Like it was crazy, and I say that to say it is. It's like my character is named Fletcher Higgs, and I did the whole thing, and they put like this special tattoo on my face, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. They mm-hmm. didn't really didn't even explain it. It's like, oh, this is a tattoo. Like, all right, cool. Was that a character that was in the comics? This is what I'm saying. Like, let, So I do the short. It comes out. I find out I'm actual Iron Man villain. They, they didn't even tell me <laughs> that I was an Iron Man villain. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I was Fletcher Higgs. I'm like an Iron Man villain, like the four, like, you know, you know the 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 comic book heads they they serious like they right. serious like they I, they somebody hit me like you know you a Marvel I'm like what gave me like his whole back history who he related to is like mm-hmm. I'm like wow this is in depth <laughs> like, knowledge that I did not know right. like about a character that I play so so that's how Marvel is they, they but serving Kingsley an incredible person um and and the whole time I was just asking about Gandhi um <laughs> just because I wanted to you know, kind of pick his brain because he was like to be surrounded by a hundred thousand people that, and you're playing someone that they revere. Like they, like you, Gandhi is, you know, I won't say God, but he's, 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 he's up very, there with them. Very he's revered, very respected, yeah. Yeah. you know, over there. And for you to be playing and to be well received is a whole nother thing. Yeah. He wasn't an Indian dude either. No, exactly. And the way he that's played it. Acting for that ass. Yo, he killed it. He killed it. So, um, man, it was just an honor. Like, I've, I've been blessed to work with a lot of incredible actors. And, mm. and, 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 you know, during my, or I, again, and for me, I feel like I just, just started. Like, I haven't, feel like I haven't done anything. If you I agree to. with you, brother. I feel like I haven't, I haven't no, done I, anything. No, I don't agree that you haven't done anything. <laughs> no, I, I know agree, what you're saying. I agree that you're just starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we blessed to be here with you, man. Nah, man, I'm, man, I'm blessed to be here with you, man. Thank you. Alan Maldonado. There it is. There it is. Alan Maldonado. Thank you, guys. Thank you.